When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. You know, in all my years of hosting both this and many other financial money-oriented radio and podcast programs, uh, you know, I'm proud to I'm proud to admit that um, you know I've, I've I'm pretty sure I've never ever been wrong, and if I have, I just can't remember ever being wrong because you know I just don't remember being wrong. You know, I'm going to help you there because it turns out <laughs> denial is not a river in Egypt. Let's see. What would that be called? What was his? Th- oh, yeah, that would have been a dad joke. Okay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, you can laugh it off, but uh, I can laugh it all. Off. But, you know, I mean, there is actually a curious all, all kidding aside here on Talking Real Money with Tom and Don or Don and Tom, as I prefer it. Um, <laughs> all kidding aside, we do hate to admit we're wrong. And often we literally forget when we make mistakes or bad choices or decisions. And that happens a lot in this industry, in the financial industry. I find it fascinating. And when you look at the track record of some mutual funds, especially not the huge ones, although the huge ones make mistakes too, see ARC, for example. But uh, the, <laughs> the Houseman Strategic Growth Fund, which has lost 4% a year going back over the past decade while the S&P 500, including dividends, you, <laughs> annualized 14.5% return. How do you do that? How well, do be, you do that? The guy who runs the fund says, you know, underperformance comes from its persistent stance that the stock market was overvalued. Wait. Stocks can't go wait, up wait, anymore. Wait, wait, They're wait. overvalued. Let me, let me just let me hear what he said again. His persistent stance. Persistent believing that stocks are overvalued, overvalued. Yeah. for 10 years. Now, he does admit, oh, <laughs> he good. Said, this is a quote now, in my coarser moments, he says, I said I underestimated stupidity and overestimated intelligence. Now, we've had this discussion before about so how people he's feel the about only their smart confidence. He's yeah. the only smart mm-hmm. one. And the rest of us who have been buying stocks and yeah. pushing the value higher, because that's how stocks work. The more people who buy them, the higher the price goes. And the more the companies earn, the higher the price goes. So all of us are stupid, and he's the only smart one. Oh, that he knows more than so, the market. That's more than the so market. familiar. Gosh, that yeah. sounds a lot like Bill Gross. Bill, at fill in the blank. I mean, there's many advi- any many mm. mutual fund managers who have said, "Well, that can't happen." It did. Yeah, well, it can't happen again. It does. Yeah, it happened again. So the question is, what what lesson can you as an investor take away from this? That you, you just can't know. You know, it's it's impossible. Predictions are are, are hard because they're about the future. I think it was a Yogi Berra thing. Yeah, I think that, it, you know, and there's a lot of Yogi Berra-isms. But here, here's the other part I think you can take away is learn from your mistakes. And how do you do that? Well, for part one is you have to admit 
that you made an error. You just mentioned it's I never hard did. for people to say never. <laughs> they did anything wrong. Um, and, and our friend Jason Zweig thinks that beyond just sort of mentally agreeing and admitting to yourself that you made a mistake, that you should write it down and set it aside so that you will look at it later and say, oh, remember when I thought I was so right about that, but I was wrong? Don't want to do that again. Actually, that's kind of a good life idea. What you might want to do, not just about your investments, but about life, is every well, single day yeah. or every week, write down the things that you thought were going to happen, the things that worried you, that concerned you, you know, about life and money, and write those down. And then, you know, every few years, go back and look at, well, at whether I, you got it I right. I did that about the things I thought I'd done wrong, but I ran out of paper. No, I'm talking about do it real time, do it contemporaneously. I, I know. Oh, I know, but I did. You for were like trying five to make a joke. Or... You were trying to yeah, make I, a joke. I know. No, I, I didn't try. It. That was a joke. No, no, that, that was, was a joke. Was a weak it might not have been a funny joke, but it was okay. a joke well, nonetheless. Jokes, so. actually, by definition, jokes are something that people laugh at. Uh, <laughs> Remember the last guy on the podcast said, "Don, Don, yeah, yeah. don't stop Tom's jokes because they are funny." I know. I have one of That's those. What he said. That's what he said. I have one of those for an upcoming question in the show. Oh, okay. So anyway, okay. So that the reason this comes up today is because people want to do something. Mm -hmm. they, they they just feel like they got to do something. They got to well, do something. Or it's like everybody knows. Everybody knows that bond prices are going to go down. Why am yeah. I in bonds? Mm, when everybody knows. 855-935-TALK yeah. yeah. is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Um, don't call us with your mistakes because we know you haven't made any. Call us with all those brilliant, brilliant calls you've made. 855-935-TALK. are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I never even know what day it is. I'm always locked in this little room. Actually, I'm in a much bigger room than I used to be in. This is a but the padding is still the same, have, and the bolt from the outside remains. I still the same, I so. have more padding, even more padding. As I get older, I'm you know I need it more. Fall into <laughs> I me. believe. 855-935-TALK. We're talking about money and padded rooms here on Talking Real Money. I'm Don. Tom's got the bad jokes. And uh, Ken has something for us. Hello, Ken. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Are you talking to us? I am uh, specifically Don. I have listened to you since the 1990s. And oh, I would like well. to pay... I would like to pay you the highest compliment possible. Yeah, I'm still alive. Is that it? You got to turn no. off the oxygen machine to see if he's still there, but sure. I remember when you used to occasionally suggest individual stocks, and one of them was mm -hmm. Disney when it was 20 bucks a share. Yeah, those days. For 95% of your listeners, you give invaluable advice. I've become a multimillionaire investing in real estate and individual stocks, so it hasn't worked for me. But like I say, my compliments 
are the highest I could give anybody to you. Thank you. I'll, I'll take anything That's I can. I'll like take a, what I can get. Even like a, I'll take it, even if it's backhanded. Backhanded I'll take it. I will know, take so. them all because I get so few anymore. I'm you know. What was Disney trading at? What What did he say? Twenty six. No, it was right around twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you uh, just real quickly. Let me let me just tell you what changed is back in the day. I truly believe because I came from a stock brokerage background. Um, and at the time, index funds were still in their infancy and uh, there wasn't a lot of academic research on the subject at all. So I, like the vast majority of people in this industry, believed that actively managing portfolios could actually make money until the data proved me wrong. And I'm going to be the when first. when he got the data, yeah. I'll be yeah. the first one to admit that it what, you proved me wrong and I'll change my tune. And I changed my tune. Said something that I wish you would say on occasion. Tell the public when they make a stupid mistake to cut their losses and walk away. Because nobody wants to say that and nobody wants to cut their losses. But it's a hard I'll say it. Lesson. If you yeah, if you do something yeah. dumb, cut your losses, walk away, start doing it right. Basically, that's what I'm telling you I did. When I was recommending individual stocks and actively managed mutual funds, I learned my lesson. I walked away. I stopped doing it, and I stopped suggesting it. And I really appreciate the call, Ken. Thanks so much for listening since almost literally the beginning of time. 855-935-TALK is our number. And Two of the Sean, oldest survivors we know. Up yeah. next. Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Good, 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 Sean. I've got a question. I'm a, I'm a contractor. I've been in business for about 20 years. I had a gentleman, financial advisor, quote-unquote, come to me and uh, signed us up as a company as a defined benefit. We have a defined benefit plan for the employees. My accountant, very quickly upon reviewing it uh, some years back, said, you need to get rid of this guy. The defined benefit plan is far too rich for the employees. It's set at 20%. He advised me not to... Uh, put any money in the defined benefit plan any longer because I would only save about, you know, 15, 13% over tax. So my question is this, is a defined benefit plan able to be amended? I have talked to this advisor many times and he can never give me a straight answer on it. Yes. Of course they can be amended. Companies, companies, yeah, it happens all the time. Companies cancel their defined benefit plans rewrite their defined benefit plans because you are the trustee of the plan i would imagine okay so in there's order a to certain large that, manufacturer to... yeah i'm sorry well here's what here's what i would suggest you do i i would not go through this advisor how big is your company how many employees uh at the time we only had 10 we have about 10 employees now I have almost, I can't even remember the last time I heard of a defined benefit pension Never. for a company with 10 employees. I can't remember Never. it. Sounds like no, wacky advice. And, and I would, I would go either to, well, I probably, because you want to make sure you do it right. And I hate to say this, but you probably should go through your attorney yeah, to make sure do, the documentation yep. is done mm -hmm. properly. And then what you can go to is a defined contribution plan, which is a 401k. Which is yeah, or like. Or something like it. Or with a small yeah. company, it could be a simple, it could be a uh, you know simple 401k, it could be a, a SEP-type product. There's all kinds of options 
But you need to find somebody better to advise you, I'm thinking. Yeah, I would start with an employment lawyer of some type because this is specific law. You want to make sure you do this absolutely right. It was very generous of you, Sean, to set that plan up, as Don said. I don't know. I mean, you, you would almost no corp company of any type of any size is now setting no. up new pension I, plans. I, I, I mean, our company doesn't have one. They're expensive. Nope. They're ridiculous. Nope. You should, you should not have this, Sean. You should get out of this thing, but do it with a lawyer to make sure you do it right so that one of your former employees or somebody doesn't sue you. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Oh, I have an announcement to make. Yes. Um, unless you're an insurance salesperson. And in this case, I want you to ignore everything I'm about to say. Um, I My new article is out at Third Act Magazine. In, so you go to Third Act? Go to Third Act. Magazine. Thirdactmagazine.com. Yeah. You or type that in. Yeah. You know, if, go to your newsstands and things. I think it's free. Oh, I, I have free. an announcement then. I have an announcement. I was and on my, talking. I was on talk. I was on uh, Stacking Benjamins Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Tom was on Stacking Benjamins yesterday, yeah. the podcast. Forgot you might want to listen that. to yeah. that. But yeah. this product, if you're if you've been thinking about an immediate annuity, if you've been thinking, yeah, maybe I want to you want to read this article before you go get an immediate annuity. Uh, it goes to our argument about the, 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 the sensibility of immediate annuities and the tiny, tiny infinitesimal number of people who should be using them. So that's in Third Act Magazine, the spring 2022 issue. And Tom is on Stacking Benjamins, Yesterday's the Friday episode. edition, the Friday, yeah. the 18th yeah. edition. Uh, and that's on podcast services everywhere. <laughs> that's only because you, you didn't answer your phone or something. No, I was, in, instead. I was in class. Ah, okay. All right. That's I right. Take acting. A, I take I'm going to be an acting class. Yeah, I actually am. Actor. I got a part in a movie, dude. I I hear you. I did. I, got a, I, got I was a, in a movie the other day that my daughter made. No, so I got a paid I got part. Too. I got a paid, oh, paid part in okay. a feature film. Full length feature Fe- film. Full length feature film. It's not a big. So part, you're going to be a, a friend part. of Tom Cruise's or something moving forward? Or are you going to? Well, this isn't a big film. This is a small oh, okay. budget film, but it's a feature what you film. Got, Lord, say, Lloyd, whatever. It's good for you. I know. So yeah, I'll great. tell you guys when that comes out, which will probably be a couple of years. So be patient. <laughs> uh, 855-935-TALK is our number. We've got some lines open for you. We also take calls at TalkingRealMoney.com that you write in. And uh, we're going to sneak one of those at least in here before the hour is out. So stick around. we got money to talk about. Tom and Don are talking real money. At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey there. Well, we're here to talk about money with you. 855-935-TALK. We also take questions at TalkingRealMoney.com. We take questions all week. Monday through Sunday, 24 hours a day uh, at 855-935-TALK or at TalkingRealMoney.com, which is where this question came from. And Tom's going to like the beginning of it. Ah, good. I'm happy. Yes, please. Love the show and, capitalized, the dad jokes. Ignore the haters and keep it coming. Pause for effect. Pause for effect. No, I'm moving on. My mother in Kentucky has an advisor at something called Revolution Partners based in Memphis. Memphis. I can't tell if they're fiduciaries or not. Are they? I started reading their disclosure brochure and 
something called a wrap fee program brochure. What is a wrap fee program? I notice their fees are higher than vestries for sure, but I can't tell if there are other obvious fees hiding in the disclosure. They appear to have some kind of a relationship with Schwab. What's is that normal? Thanks. Revolutionary. Partners. I looked him up. I already looked him up for you. I'll tell you all about him. Tell him about say, rap. Is, is it Washington? Is it uh, Adams? Who else? Revolutionary yeah, partners. No, I, it's, yeah. I don't know I which revolution, here. but um, yeah. I looked him up. Independent registered they, investment advisor. They are an RIA. Yep. They are mm-hmm. not yep. a broker dealer, which means nope. they are required to nope. always act as a fiduciary. They do not sell stocks or bonds. They do not, according to their form ADV part two, sell insurance, which means it puts them into the rarefied air of always a fiduciary. They're in. Now we can't tell. I can't tell the type of products they use. No, here. we don't know that. Uh, a rat, uh, uh, and their fees start at one and a quarter. No, yeah, one higher. and a half, one and a half, one L- and a half, little, yeah. little higher than a lot higher than we'd like. Yeah, about fifty percent higher, higher than yeah. we'd like to see. <laughs> that's kind of high. Wrap uh, fee is this, so that's simply the annual fee and advisor charges for all work, planning work, investment management work, rebalancing client work, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the 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 investments are sort of part of well those charge extra of course right because you got to pay the people that run the mutual funds or exchange traded funds but a wrap fee just means that it's inclusive so that's the idea we don't know what their total fees and expenses are going to be well because if they're one and a half and then they're paying another half to uh for funds now you're starting to get kind of expensive you're up around two percent and spendy you know if they get in that fun tom accused me of having in the last episode slash (laughs) 3.06 or whatever it was (laughs) 4.5 percent you you better have a really good there are actually there are mutual funds that charge over three percent hard to believe but there are in today's world. Uh, what idea. was the other one about the, the what was the rap fee? There seemed like there was something else. Oh, he there. said, I noticed the fees are higher than Vestry. Oh, and they appear yeah. to have some kind of relationship with Schwab. Is that normal? Oh, yeah. That is very normal. So, yeah, I mean, and I like that, that the advisor has a separate third-party custodian. You're not giving your money to the advisor. You're giving your money to Charles Schwab to hold. The advisor does the management with the money at Schwab. You give them limited power of attorney to do that. But they couldn't take it out and send it to themselves. So I actually like that relationship. And it's funny. We get another question right after that for about financial advisors. And this is a gentleman who says his objective, he wants to get 100% fiduciary financial planner. My objective is to select three firms, interview each, and then decide. He went to the SEC website and read their part two brochures on Buckingham Wealth, Mm Cordasco Financial Network. Don't know them. He said, I'm not sure they're 100% fiduciary. Uh, it appears. Where's Cordasco? Well, Cordasco based? is in Naples, Florida. Yeah, well, um, Buckingham's in the middle of the country, unless they're working with yeah, somebody who's affiliated with them, right? Um, which they have many people. They the Cordasco does have a conflict in that they have a division that sells insurance. It appears, and uh, Buckingham's highest fee, I think, is one and a quarter. Is that right? It is, yeah. yeah. And Cordasco is something I do like to put on my chimichanga yeah. to add a little Cordasco's flavor. Cordasco's highest fee is two. So, in my That's opinion, too high for me. Cordasco's out of the picture. Uh, Buckingham is reasonable. And then he goes on to say, um, I know Vest, I know, Ve- I know Vestry, but I'm saving the best for last. Tom and Don are talking real money.
Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Really, we talk real money all the time. We just do it. We do it almost every darn day. We do it every day. I and mean, the only days we don't is when, when you need a peanut butter sandwich. It's the only days we I don't, don't even do. understand the significance of that. Yeah, someone said yesterday that they watch all the videos and you look like, you look like a young man. Well, first of all, young man, that you look like somebody. Oh wait, I like a boy that. Boy, who needs I, a wait, peanut butter I sandwich? I love that young man part. Do I look like a young man on those videos? Well, my, you know, my vision's not very good. I'm a soccer referee, oh, so I can't see very well. But, hey, um, Raph, you blind? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, and, I, and then you was, should you should like pull your glasses off and squint and go. Somebody say something. No, somebody did yell recently, though, uh, don't worry, you know, he gets half of them right or something. I was like, that's higher than my normal percentage. Yeah, so hey, I'm that. doing well today. Okay. I want to use more questions. I love questions. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. I love questions. Particularly. If you do a good one, I will give you peanut butter and jelly. How does that Ooh, sound? What kind of jelly, though? I've got some nice strawberry. Oh, preserves some strawberry in there. preserves. Uh, oh, my yeah. day is made. That's that's All good. Right. That's I will habit. call. FedEx you know what would be even better you. would be strawberry rhubarb preserves. Oh. I, I'm not a rhubarb. Oh. Mix strawberries and rhubarb together. It's got that tang. Ooh, taste buds are having a little party. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I love them when they start this way. I love strawberry rhubarb pie too. Oh my gosh, my sister-in-law makes a killer strawberry rhubarb pie she's made me one and every time i go up there i go where's the strawberry rhubarb and i'd never get i don't get another one oh, my wife won't make me one peanut butter maybe sandwich. somebody needs to give me a, a strawberry i'll bring one pie. when we see you here in a few weeks all right i love it when they start out like this big yeah. fan of the podcast thank you okay my question is regarding rebalancing my account almost two years ago i utilized the ultimate buy and hold strategy I've slowly been adding money. That's to- from Paul Merriman, correct? Yeah. Yes, it is, sir. Okay. Yeah, I knew you knew Because if it that. says ultimate, it's It's Paul. Paul. That's, that's Anything Paul. that's the ultimate, it's Paul. Yep. I've slowly been adding money. If it's just the average, that's us. <laughs> I've slowly <laughs> been ad- adding money to the investments. What are your thoughts on using the money I add to buy the investments that are down instead <gasps> of selling the investments that are too high? Thanks. Ah. <sighs> What do you think of yes, that idea? Yes, yes. That's better than peanut butter, strawberry, and rhubarb. Yes, that was exactly what I was going to suggest before we even got into your suggestion, your the writer suggestion. Yes, that's correct. Wow. That's it? That was it? I think that's – well, okay, let's just step back. Number one, yes, you should rebalance your account. Mm-hmm. You could either do it periodically, you could do it depending on the amount of change in the portfolio. Number two, anytime you add money to a portfolio, you want to buy the things that have gone down or right. haven't gone as much as the other ones, right? That's right. a no-brainer. And it's better to do it that way to rebalance rather than having to sell a security and buy another one. And here's another reason why it's a good idea, because if you sell one that's up, you're going to realize a capital gain and you're yeah. going to have to pay taxes on it in a non-tax-advantaged account. Correct. All so right. no, your 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 thinking is correct and well done. See, our listeners are smarter than average. Way, way. Uh, how about this one? Uh huh. 
Another one that starts off perfectly. Hi, guys. Love the show. Listen daily along with Stacking Ben's. Oh, so they've probably heard you by now. I built a taxable account with Schwab. I call it my bridge money or FU money to quote J.L. Collins. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um. Future, it's the for for those of you. I, I was going to come parents, up with something, but future underwear fund. It's to get future underwear, you know? which you may or may not need. Right. Yes, go ahead. Over the last year or so, I've been watching SCHD. I, I should have been watching SCHD. SCHD. I got to look that up. I know. I do too, because it's a Schwab fund. Yes, I know that part. I know S-C- that. Oh, it's the S-C-H-D. it's the dividend fund. It's the Schwab dividend fund. So, but it's going to hold mostly large cap fu- stocks. I can almost guarantee this without getting okay, into Okay, I'm going to continue the question. Yeah. Just read and listen. Okay. Can you read and listen at the same time? No. I didn't go think ahead. so. Uh, over the last year or so, I've been watching SCHD, and I like the idea behind it. Is this a fund that would be okay in a taxable account paired with the S&P 500 index fund? I'm 45 and do not plan on touching my money for 10 to 15 years. Side note, we can't contribute directly to a Roth any longer. What if there's a, there's all kinds of stuff wrong with this, Tom. I'll no, let you th- take okay, it Okay, first on. of all, but just to step back again, when it, because people think, well, we got to go to a break. But I know. We'll, we'll come back. We'll talk about what people believe about dividends and somehow they're getting something for nothing. Not true. Right. And plus, the thing I'm going to take you to task on is the lack of diversification. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Gosh, I'm actually surprised at how many movies Ronald Reagan actually did. Holy cow. He how did many like, of them are actually viewable, though? That's all. He did. He did like, looks like about 40 movies. Those were the days where, though, where you were, you worked for a studio and they told you, go right. make Don McDonald's making a movie. You got to make it with him. You're like, who is Don McDonald? It doesn't matter. Go make the movie with him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Who cares? We were just talking about that during the break, but who cares? Actually, uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, a gentleman wanting to own both SCHD, the Schwab Dividend mm-hmm. ETF, and yep. uh, the Schwab S&P 500 Index Fund, which he already owns, in a taxable account. Okay, so let's what, go there's back. A, there's a taxable account issue, too, yeah, here that we need yeah, to bring so up. Yeah, so that's very tax inefficient. Yeah. Dividend, high dividend payer, and this one, you look this up, pays about 3%, which mm-hmm. is a high dividend payout. Mm-hmm. But there's no free lunch here. In other words, when they pay those out, the price of the security generally is readjusted for what got paid out. So you're not getting something for nothing. Mm-hmm. Number two, this this particular fund only holds around 100%, uh, 100%, 100 uh, equities, so it's pretty narrow. And it holds a lot, well, let me, this up. a lot, a lot of uh, sugary drinks and uh, other bad things. I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's it's actually the fund is about thirteen percent cola and cigarettes, <laughs> which because that well, seems wait an a minute. era wait a minute. Past, it's a, they, they, they they're good cash generators. 
the good earnings generators. There's not a lot of growth in those industries, but they generate a steady dividend. And that's what's happening is companies that don't pay out dividends or big dividends are often reinvesting in themselves and building the value of the business. Companies with big dividends tend to be paying out their earnings rather than rolling them back into the company. And, of course, a lot of companies are buying back stock. That's been a big thing the last my big Almost issue, 20 my years. big issue with this portfolio is that yeah. when you own the S&P 500 and SCHD, basically SCHD is just a subset of the S&P 500. It's large but you has a small the, it's value the same, tilt. It's the same portfolio basically. You're you just it's redundant. You're just boosting your dividend yield and you you don't have any more than 500 stocks. That's not diversification, not anymore, no, not in not. this world. No. No. You really want to own Thousands, as we've talked about before, you know, any of the Vanguard, Fidelity, or Schwab total global portfolios, you own like 9,000. Here's the thing, you know, here's people say, well, I wish you guys had quit recommending VT. Okay, well, three, I gave you no, 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 but they don't. Fidelity doesn't have a global equity ETF. You got to own two of them. Yeah, you got to own two of them. Schwab does not have a global ETF. None of these guys have a global ETF. Vanguard's the only one with a truly global ETF. How hard is it to weld those two together? I don't know why they don't do it because I don't know. But anyway, I know I'll tell you why they don't do it because people don't want to own global. They'd rather just own the U.S. because I live in the U.S. It's a better place. Okay. So anyway, I'm just going to say VT again. I'm telling you, uh, to the gentleman who wrote this note, you, you want to own what you have plus a better portfolio that a portfolio that's better for a taxable account? Own Much VT. Better. Because yeah. VT is not likely to pay out capital gains. Due to their structure. I think and this was an ETF, though, too. This was an ETF, so they're not likely to pay out capital gains, but they have a 3% dividend on which you're going to yeah. be taxed every year. Yeah. So you, by I the mean, time you factor and, that in. And if you can't do a regular Roth, well, if it's longer-term money, do a backdoor Roth and put your taxable things in the backdoor Roth, if need be. And let's explain that, because every time we mention backdoor Roth, then I get a couple of calls. Yeah, what is a backdoor week. Roth? Go ahead, tell them what it is. Backdoor Roth is where your income is too high to do a regular Roth IRA contribution. Mm-hmm. And please, I think we looked this up recently. It's like $208,000 for a couple. I don't remember the exact one. 180 I want to say, for a single person. If your income's higher than that, you cannot contribute to a Roth IRA. And a backdoor but, Roth is this weird little yeah. loophole. Little that, gnome codicil. That that people, <laughs> that the government kind of missed. It was like, oh, did we forget to put that in? Oh, oh. Because, because all you do is you open, an, if you do this at the same exact time or pretty close within a day or two, you, you open up a non-deductible IRA for which there are That's no right. income limitations. Anybody can oh. do those who has earned income. Yep. You yep. put the money in there and then you immediately... Turn it into a Roth. <laughs> well, and people misunderstand. They think if they're putting money in a 401k, they can't do this. Of course they can. Yeah. The only caveat now is if you have another individual retirement account, you have to move a similar percentage of that from the IRA to the anyway. Yeah. It's it's a great way for people with high incomes to still contribute to Roth. How long it will exist? Well, that's another we don't know. topic. We're not in the government. Okay. Nor so, no, will we I'm not ever be. <laughs> I think we can safely. Yeah. Now I got some friends. If they got no. elected, they might appoint me to something. No, no, in the government, like an elected. No. Oh no, I'm not running for office. No. I'm never running for office Clearly. again. 
You've ever. done that. You've... I've done that. I did eight years on a community development board. Oh, my God, that was hell. <laughs> um, so anyway, thanks for your note. We really appreciate we're not be- it. We're not believers in – we just need to finish that by saying we are not believers in a dividend strategy generally. All right, 855-935-TALK is our number, but we only have a couple minutes. So I'm going to take another question from TalkingRealMoney.com. Here is uh, the next question for you, Mr. Cock. Uh, Tom and Don, I know Tom likes getting top billing from time to time. I don't – come on. I know you like short questions, so I'll get right to it. (laughs) That That's true. What do you favor in a taxable account, an index fund or a tax-managed fund? Well, an index fund is by its nature tax managed to some degree. No, but then there are tax managed index funds. Vanguard has yeah, tax no, managed. Exactly. Index no, funds, so. I, I was just, you didn't let me finish my oh, thought. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yes, you can own a tax managed fund. But here's the thing I, none of the above would be what I would have today. Today, because have of the advent of ETFs. Fund. Really? Yep. Yeah. Nope. Yep. ETFs, having found their place in the, uh, in the investment world, are. In and of themselves, tax advantaged in that they tend not to. And by the way, I read a piece recently from Vanguard that said someday we may actually have a realized capital gain. It could happen in an yeah, ETF. Yeah, it could happen. But yeah. it's not likely because of their ability to swap. Yeah. Instead of selling securities mm-hmm. or handing it off to someone else inside of the Warehouse, as they so, call it. An so. index ETF would be your choice, then, sir? Yeah, it would. We got a quick call here. You want to try and take oh, it? Oh, you have it? I don't see it on my screen. So, Ryan, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Welcome to Talking Real Money. We have like one minute. We better be fast. Go. All right. Excellent. Hey, guys. So, we were just talking about the, the, Roth, the backdoor Roth and the conversion. And so, the question is when does it make sense to do that? versus just keeping the money in the IRA. And There's two different grow. things here, Ryan. I'm going to interrupt you because time is short. Um, number one, a backdoor Roth is different than a Roth conversion. Right. Those are two different things. Um, when is it a good time? I mean, any time, because if you're trying to just save some money in a post-tax environment so that when you retire you have different pots of money, I would say anytime. And as far as converting a regular IRA to a Roth, not a, a backdoor, that's just a regular conversion. That makes sense, at least for part of your money, in uh, just to, so you have uh, you have something different coming out at the end. Also, it makes sense if you think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future than you are today. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And for those of you who have longer questions, not short questions, but really long ones, like you really would like somebody to go over your portfolio and see what you've done right and see what you might have done wrong. Uh, we will, at our firm, Vestry by Appella, do that for free, for free, with no obligation. And we're not going to pressure you to do anything. There's no high-pressure sales pitch of any kind. All you have to do is just set up an appointment at your convenience, and Tom will make someone take your appointment. Pretty much whenever. He'll make sure it happens. Just go to Vestory.com. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
and set that appointment up. Or if you like calling, like some people do, you call 800-386-3004. But call that number during working hours or you'll just get a voicemail. 800-386-3004 or go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.